Hey y'all, welcome back to She's My Person. Ellen and Jenna here. We are actually having a very rare day. Ellen is laying out in the sunshine because it is warmer in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania today. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, I am in my bed wrapped in a blanket because it's 55 degrees and raining. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on with the world, but it just keeps throwing us for a loop these days. Everyone write it down. <laughs> write it down. It's March and I am in a tank top on my deck. <laughs> It's making history, seriously. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to continue our relationship series today. We shared a pretty funny episode last week that spoke to a lot of our naive moments in love. We've all been there. So if you missed that one, definitely check it out. It was actually funny for me to listen to it back because I was like, wow, (laughs) only I would have known then what I know now, which is probably what I'll say again in 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, for literally forever. It's ever evolving process. But today we're going to just talk a little bit, a little bit more on the serious side, I guess, but just about how to put yourself first. I know for me, for a really long time, I felt like it was selfish to prioritize my own needs over other people's. Everything from intimacy to taking care of my body. If somebody like, you know, prioritizing my workouts, if I felt like somebody in my life needed me or you know, just really like creating that space for myself felt selfish for a really long time. And so I would say probably in the last maybe two years, I've realized through trial and error, because I think a lot of life is just trial by fire, but that I'm actually not the best version of myself as a lover, as a coworker, as a boss, as a friend, unless I'm taking the time to like nourish what feeds my soul and what's sacred to me. Like I'm just away I'm just a way better person. I'm a way better lover. And so I, it sounds so cliche because I heard it for so long and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yourself first, love yourself first, do all these things first. What does that actually mean? You know, like how do you break it down? How do you practice it on a day-to-day basis? So we're just going to dive a little bit into that. Yeah. And I think too, like the, the big picture of everything is when you take care of yourself first, you're going to be more productive. You're more organized. Like I feel like just overall, you're better for you and everyone around you. And and when you think about it, I mean, it is your life. Like, it's funny that you grow up and you get this idea in your head that you have to be there for everyone. And you're being selfish if you take two hours out of your day to just do what you want to do. But in reality, like, I don't expect anyone to change their schedule for me. You know, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't put expectations on yourself that you're putting on the same expectations on others. Exactly. Yeah. I actually had a conversation around this with my partner yesterday, which was, I guess, super good timing. But he was just, he had a really long day with work and it was all good stuff. Like he's a lot of opportunities that are in front of him, but he's like such a humble man. So he never, he never really will ever know how great he is. And he gets, (laughs) he gets overwhelmed with certain things that feel new and exciting. And he's recently, you know, started his own business. And so obviously that looks way different than it used to for him just clocking in and out of a job. So he had some big meetings yesterday and was just like, I could tell like in his head and we process things very differently, which like Elle knows this about me, but (laughs) I like need to have a conversation about what I'm feeling when I'm feeling it. Not always a good thing, but I struggle to keep things on my desk. (laughs) Like if I feel like I need to say something to someone or, you know, something's like festering or making me emotional or feel some type of way, I want to have the conversation. Whereas, and that's with everything, even if it's work stuff or I'm overwhelmed about things, like I, I don't really do good holding things close to my chest. (laughs) 
I've learned how to only share them with the right people these days, but I still struggle to not get it off my chest immediately. Whereas for him, like he needs some time to process and like he needs a lot of times time alone. Like he's not even one to like drink or go out with friends or do anything like that. A lot of times he just wants like some solitude for an hour or two to like process through what he's feeling, what he's thinking and like break it down in his own way. And so I've learned that in, you know, the year and a half that we've been in love. And so yesterday I could tell he was just like having one of those afternoons, like he was in his head, he was processing through a lot. And we actually did have a conversation about it, a really good one. But in his his past and past relationships, like he's always done what the other person wanted or needed, even if it wasn't what he wanted or needed. And so like we had a date scheduled last night, we were like going to go out for dinner. And then I was like, well, maybe we'll eat dinner in. And then I could just tell that like, it might just be better for like me to go hang with the girls and him to have like an hour or two to himself. And so I was like, you know, I just, I think you should take the night. Like you deserve to do what you need. And like, as our relationship progresses, whether there's like children or anything like that involved, like we're not always able to give our partner what they need in that moment. But like, if we're, if we open that line of communication where we feel safe enough to say like, Hey, I'm needing an hour or two to myself or like, I love you. And it never has anything to do with you. You know, it's like, we just all have our own processes. We all have different things that like nourish and reset us. And it's important in a relationship that like those don't get lost. And so, you know, it's, it's like an important quality for me that we learn how to build that before we have a whole lot of distractions. And I was like, you know, you have to do what you need to do for yourself before you can do anything for me. Cause had I gone out there last night, we would have had a fine dinner, but it wouldn't have been what it normally is. Cause he needed time to think. I mean, it would have felt forced. And so like, I think oftentimes we think that we're being selfless and doing something because we know it's what the other person wants. But in reality, if we're not able to show up as our best self, if we haven't given ourselves like time to nourish, to reset, to take that breath, like it's not going to end up being the experience that the other person deserves either. And I think there's just a lot of power in that reminder. Yeah. And I think with both sides of that, I mean, it's kind of important for both of you to realize for you to be able to say, hey, why don't you kind of take some time and both of you separate, walk away, just be in your own thoughts. That's a pretty big deal because you're, you're such a fixer and you always want to handle anyone's problems that you care about. Like you just, as soon as something comes up, the first person that's going to try and make a phone call or figure out it's going to be Jenna. Like you just, that's just how you are. So for you to notice, Hey, this isn't really my face to try to fix right now. Like he just needs that time. I think that's a really, really important part of it. And then for him to be able to turn around and actually take the time is big on his side because he's also such a, like you said, he wants to make everyone happy. He's just such a nice guy that for him to be able to step away and actually take the time probably was a big learning experience for both of you combined. And the fact that you were able to do that together in the long run is just going to make your relationship grow even stronger. Where if you would have both just tried to force the situation, you probably would have been irritated and ended up leaving like, well, that sucked. (laughs) Not that it ever sucks, but you know, it's just, it's not, just forcing it's not going to always be the best outcome. Well, no. And it doesn't mean that that person's not desiring to spend time with you. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. we just can't lose our identity and we can't, we can't push down our own needs to better the other person all of the time. And that's not to say that sometimes there there isn't space for that. And there, there will maybe be a day where like, we have a baby or whatever that like, that's not possible. You know, it's like, 
something's needed to be done in that moment and nobody can take the space. But if we're able to communicate that, then maybe on Friday, two hours are blocked off for that person to have that time. So they know that that like space and that break is coming. So even though it can't always be immediate, we're not always able to give people what they need. But I think like reacting in the way that we would want to be reacted to in those moments, because like if I was having a night like that, I wouldn't want him to get upset or be disappointed or think that it had anything to do with him just because I needed some time to take a breath. And so it's like vice versa, like understanding, being able to be secure enough in your relationship and secure enough in yourself to know that it's not about you and that like they're going to return in a couple hours loving you way better than they would have been able to without having that time and space to like reconnect back to themselves. Yeah. I think part of like being in a healthy relationship, it's probably the first healthy one I've ever been in is like you do have to unlearn a lot of patterns. And there's a lot of things in past relationships where like that would have been a really big trigger for me or I would have taken it personally or felt really insecure and allowing like space to be given because I've had a couple of partners that like just couldn't handle emotion. So when it would get emotional, they would just walk out and not come back. And so it's been a really big trust thing too and understanding that like we're both able to take that space. We both always come back and just kind of unlearning that it doesn't have to be toxic (laughs) and that actually like, you know, understanding how to show up for yourself is a very healthy way to show up for your partner in relationship. And I, I think too, just normalizing that space. Like I think for both sides, sometimes space or almost doing nothing. I mean, yeah, granted, you're like taking time to think and just process everything, but just being able to walk away and be like, hey, it's okay to do nothing or it's okay to just sit here and take a few seconds or not seconds, but a few minutes to just feel back to normal because it really, sometimes it really is just getting by yourself, relaxing, not feeling like you have to have any answers or talk to someone. And that's it where I feel like whenever people would think of being in your own space, it's almost like, oh, that's a bad thing. Like even when you're a kid, when you're in your own space, it's time out. Like all those kind of things end up being a negative where really there's nothing wrong with that. Like I I like to be alone. I like to take time. Even when Jen and I hang out, we're not, we do things where one will go for a walk or we'll run to the store or something and we're not together the whole time that we're visiting each other just because it's normal. Like it's a normal thing. Yeah. I mean, it shows that like codependency is not present in the relationship. And I think that it's really easy to morph your identity into one when you become serious with a partner, especially if you've been in a serious relationship over this last year, because more than likely you've been quarantined and you haven't been able to leave your house. And if you have kids, God bless you. I respect the hell out of you because I can't even imagine having children in the last year. So just know that like I raise my hat to you in every way possible. But been navigating more with your partner with way less time apart. And so I'm sure that there's like triggers that show up and like even codependent patterns that almost become impossible to avoid, which, you know, we've spent a lot of time together in the last year and a half just with with COVID and like our work schedules looking different and all of that stuff. That I think now more than ever, it's really important that we don't lose our identity as to who we are as a person. And it doesn't have to be something extravagant. And that's why I think it's like really important that we speak to this space because so many people are like, oh, self-care is a night away in a hotel or it's a bath with chocolate or it's this, that and the other. And it, like, it literally might look like your husband, your partner keeping your children in the other room for 30 minutes so that you can sit there and breathe or turn on a TV show that turns your mind off. Like it, it doesn't have to be anything that costs anything. It doesn't even have to like mean that you leave the house, but like, you know, being able to ask for what you need, both from intimacy to as a mother, to as a partner, to as a lover, all of that 
is vital because it also creates a space for your partner to feel safe to do the same. And then nobody has this like festered up and built up energy that ends up coming out in a passive aggressive way. It's like you end up taking things out on each other that actually have nothing to do with what you're arguing about because you've been pushing down your own needs for so long that it's almost like silenced. Yep. And so, yeah, I just, I think, I think it's really important, especially now to like understand what you as a human are needing. And maybe that's 10 minutes to cry, like no judgment on what that is. Like it's fully safe to feel however you need to, but you know, knowing that your partner needs to be able to hear that they can know that you're needing that space unless you ask for it. And that's what we talked about yesterday. It was like, you know, I, I can read his energy a little bit, but like, it, again, we don't explicitly know what you're needing unless you say, Hey, I need an hour to turn a TV show on and like, just take a moment for myself. And so just not being afraid to have that conversation, because the more that you do it, the more that the partnership learns that the person that returns from that space is like, wow, this is like a way better experience. I'm way more present. I'm way more able to love you. And so it just kind of rewrites that narrative that space is negative. Yep. And I think too, just being able to explain why you want this space. And that doesn't mean that you need to explain what you're feeling at more. So just, just be able to say, Hey, like I just need some time because I'm feeling a little stressed or anxious. It has nothing to do with you. Like just making sure however you communicate with your partner, just make sure they know it's not about them because I feel like that's whenever it's the hardest to have this type of pattern because they start feeling like it's their fault. If they don't fully understand that you truly just need to take some time, walk away and come back. Because I know for me, like there's times I've been irritated and I've just kind of walked away or I'm like, I need to, I need to go or, you know, something real abrupt where the person on their side, like, okay, they're obviously pissed where if you can just say like, Hey, this is a me thing. I need like an hour or whatever. Just need to clear my head. That comes out a lot better when you're sitting there wondering what the hell's wrong with them. Well, exactly. Yeah. I think there's, and I mean, that kind of brings us to the second thing that we wanted to touch on today, which was how to have vulnerable communication, because I think so often we wait to ask for space or to even have a conversation until we're so overwhelmed and so triggered that nothing that comes out of our mouth is going to be gentle or even like, we're not even probably going to mean what we're saying. And so I know, I know for me, like that looks more like emotion than it does yelling, but a lot of times your partner is unable to respond to you when you're in that triggered place. And that, that goes both ways. Like it's, you know, like you to them and them to you. And so it's like when you let it build up to that point, what ends up happening is then you argue and then there's passive aggressive things that are said and stuff that you, I mean, once you say something, you can't take it back. And so I think learning how to communicate in a gentle way before it's like to the point where you feel like you're going to blow up, before it's like, I'm going to scream if I don't get five minutes away from these kids, like till you, before you've reached that point is when you need to have the conversation. You know, I am like transitioning out of a job position right now. And like for the last several weeks, I have been so wildly overwhelmed. It was just, I've, I've reached a place in my life where like if, if it, inhibits me from protecting my peace. I no longer have a desire to be a part of it, regardless of the money or the status or anything along those lines. But I was realizing how hard it was for me to communicate what I was feeling. And I was just waiting till everything was built up and it felt bigger than it was. And so it's just, it's a way of just saying like, Hey, I'm so overwhelmed. This is what I'm feeling. And this is what I'm needing. And like, instead of it just blowing up, you making it about them, just taking it down to those three things. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm needing can we take this space, like having that conversation, because then they know that it's not about them. And I think that that's really, really important because if you just walk away or you slam the door, it ends badly. Like then there's an argument, then there's work on the relationship that has to get done when you get back instead of just like 
I need 10 minutes because this happened at work and I'm needing this space to process through this. And it also helps you, I think, to break it down to that level too, you know, because you're like, okay, well, it's not as big as I was making it five minutes ago. It's this is the problem and this is the solution. And just mm-hmm. learning how to like approach it from, from that mindset. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, from your conversation with your partner yesterday, it sounds like he was almost on the side of the anxious and that buildup where you took it upon yourself to recognize that he needed the space. So I think it is interesting to realize like it can go both ways. You can kind of give your partner that push or you can realize within yourself like, hey, I need this. And I think it just comes with self-awareness and just feeling comfortable. Because moving forward, I could totally see your partner being like, hey, you know, like how about we talk about this in an hour? You know, he'll revisit it. But I think it's just hearing it and seeing that it worked is what'll do that trick well, for yeah, you. So- they, have to, they have to re you have to rewire like that. I mean, yeah, like the rewiring the past patterns. Because if he had acted like that yesterday and I would have flipped out, I would have been like, I can't believe like we had a date on the calendar and you're blowing it off and you're doing this. Like had I reacted like that, he would never have felt safe to tell me what he needs ever again. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because he's like, okay, well, if I do that, then she reacts, then we're in an argument. And then it's more than I was even processing through before. So like, let me just not say anything and do dinner, even though I would rather just like, you know, not talk for an hour. And so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's like knowing that the more positive experiences you have with vocalizing your needs and having them met, the safer that both you and your partner are going to feel to express what those are. Exactly. And I think, him and I are kind of similar, like how we process certain things. And I, I, (laughs) we are. And I think it's funny when you say like, when you hear a freak out or someone reacts a certain way, you do start to shut down. Like I know for me, if, if someone responds a certain way, I'm almost like, okay, that's it. Like I'm not, I'm not opening that communication up again. Like I don't want to go through that again, rather than really just having the conversation. Both sides don't intend usually for it to go the way it does. It's just a reaction on both sides, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it's never, it's never going to be perfect, you know, but I think the more that you can open the space in the relationship for those to start to happen on a more regular basis. And I, I have a couple friends that two different couples that I'm friends with that do like a intentional nightly check-in, both of them have children. And I think, you know, when you are when prioritizing your partner and his needs is actually not first because you have kids that have to come before that person most of the time. I think that having an actual time that you sit down with them and like intentionally check in can be really supportive and helpful because you're not given this ample space. I mean, my boyfriend and I can talk all day long if that's what we decide we want to do. We don't have other than work, you know, distractions that are, that are like right there in our faces that have to come before that. So I think there's a lot of power too in understanding like where you're at in your life with your partner. My mom always says that like, You know, she and my dad went through so many different seasons in their relationship with like how they showed up for each other looked so different. You know, there is a time where like all she wanted was for him to cook dinner and for her to go to bed at 8 p.m. You know, so it's like it's like what you what you might need or want is probably not the same as what it was in a different season in your relationship. So acknowledging that. But I think especially if you live a super busy life with a lot of distractions, especially if the the busyness is other humans that are involved in the equation, having that intentional nightly check-in or weekly check-in or weekly date night or something where like there's space for you to just reconnect back to like why you're with that person and vocalize how you're actually feeling and what you're needing. A lot of times if you, like I believe in preventative therapy, I believe in preventative conversation. Like I think all of that stuff sets you up to heal problems before they even arise. And so that would be my advice 
for anyone that's like, I don't know how to do this because we don't even have time to have a conversation, you know, because it's like we're passing kids off and we're going to baseball practice and we're doing all this stuff. Well, maybe every night before you go to bed, there's like a five minute conversation of like, what did you need today? Or how are you feeling? Or is like there anything that showed up at work or like whatever that looks like. And especially if I know one of my friends is like a stay at home mom and she's like, you know, I'm just needing him to ask me like how I am, you know, she's like, because all day long I'm a mother and I'm nothing else, you know, she's like, so for a couple minutes of day, like I want to feel like his partner and his love. And so just knowing that and being able to vocalize that because then your partner is given the opportunity to show up and do that. Whereas like if that time's not, you know, and even Elle and I make calendar appointments with each other, if it's not set apart to be space for a relationship to grow and to be intentional, life gets busy and the best of us forget. And it's not because we don't care. We don't love the other person. It's like, we just forget we're humans. And so I think like the more intentional that you can be about the conversations too can be really important. Yeah. I think intention and then also just not avoiding change. Like I feel like, you know, obviously when you start dating someone, they call it the honeymoon stage. And then hopefully if it is the partner you're supposed to be with, that'll just continue to grow just through experience in your relationship. But I think, you know, one of the scariest things can be, it's great, but it's also scary is having children because you don't know what dynamic, will, how the dynamic's going to change. You know, there's going to be a lot of focus on your baby and not necessarily the love that you share together. Yes, we'll go through it and grow love. And I obviously don't have kids, so I don't know exactly how it goes. But I think in some cases, just being able to recognize that, hey, this is a change, but here's how we can get through it together. Here's how we can grow stronger rather than realizing, oh, we're not talking about this as much because we're focused on the baby and then feeling negative about it. Just being able to truly recognize it, I think will go a long way. Yeah. And I'll let you know if that ever happens for me. <laughs> I don't know for sure. So don't quote me on any of that. <laughs> Yeah. And obviously we don't, we don't have children. I feel like it's important for us that like we do share experiences of friends that we have though, because we're, we're both, we've both always had friends that are, that are older than us and that are at different seasons in our life. And I think sharing experiences that might not even be our own can be beneficial because we're disconnected from the emotion of it, but we do, you know, we are there for the people that are going through it. But it's the same with a job, with career, like, you know, life is just insane. And now more than ever, like there's more chaos and there's more emotion and there's more feeling that it might sound unknowns. (laughs) Yeah. Like it might sound silly to look at your partner at the end of the day and be like, how are you? Like truly just like, how's your heart? You know, like that might sound like a silly thing, but I I feel like there's, there's also very few things that are that meaningful right now than someone just actually caring about your well-being as a person. And that has to start with the person that means the most to you, which in most times is either like a super close friend or a romantic partner. If you're in a relationship right now, so yeah, I, I think that's really like the biggest thing and knowing that agreements have to get adjusted too. You know, there's going to be times where what once worked isn't working anymore and knowing that like we never make promises with the intention of breaking them, but there might have to be a time where you revisit agreements and understand that like you've evolved as a person, your emotions have changed, your needs have changed, and maybe there's dynamics in the relationship that need to change. So just being really honest with yourself because you deserve that, but so does your partner and so does your family. And just remembering that like what's best for you is also what's best for them always. Can we quote that? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think we kind of covered what we wanted to cover. I think basically the biggest thing, and this is kind of what it comes down to a lot, is just communicating and really be comfortable putting your needs first. I mean, you're going to put your partner's needs first too, but I think you need to make sure that yours are all aligned and you kind of set everything that you need going into conversations like that with your partner or anyone, friends, family, anything like that. 
Yeah, definitely. I recently got a Peloton and Robin is my favorite instructor. I don't know her last name. She's Robin NYC on Instagram. She's incredible. But she she always says like you can't do for them if you don't do for do for you first. And yeah, it's just true. And honestly, you should download the Peloton app and just like listen to her classes while you do the dishes because any swagger or... Uh, forget you know, the bike. Like, yeah, just forget that you don't even need to do the workout. You just need the motivation. So um, definitely not paid for this endorsement, but I uh, highly recommend, highly recommend the motivation side of things. But yeah, thanks y'all for being with us. We will continue our relationship series for the next two weeks. So if you have questions, anything that you would like us to talk about, please message us on Instagram. We would, we would love to do that. Yeah. Thank you. 